Good morning. Good to see everybody here today. Hope you've had a good weekend. It's good to be together in the house of the Lord. If you would grab your bulletins, a few announcements as we get started. Linda, you getting around all right? Walking around pretty well? Well, I don't want, I don't want to have you beat me, so don't race me. On the tear out on your back of your bulletin, if you're a guest, just fill this out on the blue side and turn it into the offering plate when it goes by. And anything you'd like to know about McCansville Baptist, we'd love to follow up with you about that. And uh, on the other side, the yellow side on the bottom is a place for prayer requests. Please put a prayer request down there and put it in the offering plate as, as well. We'll pray for you in our staff time each Tuesday. So thank you for doing that. On the back for opportunities of the week, I wanted to make mention of a few things. Uh, tonight we do have Encounter at 5, Ensemble and Youth at 6, and then Handbells at 7. And then this week, Tuesday, Women on Mission is at 10.30, Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we've got a pretty full lineup of activities, Midweek Bible Studies, Connect, Awana, Youth, and Choir Rehearsal. And then uh, the Dominican Mission Training starts this Saturday, so we're excited about uh, seeing how that team comes together as God leads it. And I wanted to make mention as well, if you were here for our Vacation Bible School, one of the, the mission project we did was for a bus for the church that we work with in Dominican. There was a big need to bring people to the church and how difficult it was to get kids to come, and one gentleman was bringing everybody in, the, in his car, and so they've been praying and raising money for a long time for this church, and our offering went to that, and praise God, they purchased their bus this week, and they're having a dedication ceremony service for the, for the bus today at church, and they're going to send us lots of... Lots of pictures, so hopefully this time next week you'll see some of that. Just a wonderful blessing, and I trust many, many people are going to come to Jesus by that opportunity to hear the gospel by being brought to that church. So thank you for your prayer for that and for those who gave and for our Vacation Bible School and the kids who uh, had their offering for that. And wonderful blessing. And we're starting our new training this Saturday and Sunday, so looking forward to what God will do this next year. Uh, also... March 23rd, which is not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, March 23rd, is our uh, church council and Sunday school teachers vision meeting breakfast, 9 a.m. over in the FLC. So if you are uh, one of the chairs on the, on the church council teams, uh, you're invited. And if you're a Sunday school teacher, you're also invited, 9 a.m. breakfast over uh, in the FLC. If you're not sure if you're the chair of your committee or your team, just ask Tim, he'll tell you. <laughs> Just come. Or if, you're, if your team's not sure you have a chair, uh, talk with team members and say which one of us can represent that team at this breakfast. That would be a great way to do that. So anyway, that's March 23rd. I wasn't talking about you guys at all. It's March 23rd, and uh, we uh, look forward to what God's going to do as we uh, continue seeing what God has for our church. Uh, last thing I wanted to mention, and not least, is our, our uh, Hanover 2019 Finding Value in Your Prime Active Aging event is Thursday, April 11th. And I know that uh, Miriam, Miriam Chambers and Jean Bradley and who else is on? Shirley Strickler, of course. The, the, there's some other people involved in that. Um, have put this together, and it's a real blessing that we're going to be able to host it at our church on that April 11th. 
And I think it was at Randolph Macon last year. And so we're having it at our church, and we want to do a wonderful job hosting it, and we want to have you all participate in it. So there is a cap of how many people can attend this. And we have forms in the back on the table, and we would ask you to register. The deadline is March 30th, so it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, Register early um, and fill out one of those forms. It's free to attend. And uh, it's going to be on finding value in your prime, have all kinds of, uh, there's going to be breakfast, there's going to be lunch, there's going to be presentations to promote active lifestyles and positive aging. There's going to be representatives of services and resources available to older adults, activities and door prizes, and even somebody who will appraise your collectibles and uh, treasured heirlooms. So a lot of different things to be offered. I would ask you to get one of those forms in the back fill it out and turn it in. You can register online. It has a way to do that on that form because we don't want it to be full and not have you able to participate because I know when they get a certain number, they're going to cut off registration. Am I right? Is that? That's right. All right. So let's get Mechanicsville Baptist there to uh, represent well and looking forward to what God's going to do as we host that event. Anything else you can think about there, Tim? I think we got it. All right. Let's continue and uh, Praise God in our worship. Second Corinthians chapter 5, for we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 
For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven, inasmuch as we, having put it on, will not be found naked. For indeed, while we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed, so that what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a pledge, therefore being always of good courage, and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that in this life we are people who are to walk by faith. And God, we trust you to lead and to guide and direct our paths. God, we thank you that uh, we have the privilege to uh, live a life that is pleasing before you, to live a life that glorifies you. And we pray that uh, nothing we do would be apart from the great love of Jesus. God, I thank you that uh, you are always good. I thank you that you're here with us, that your Holy Spirit dwells amongst us and that we have the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, be with our, our sermon, be with our music, be with uh, everything that we do in this place, and may it bring you honor. And we thank you for this day, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Let us stand and sing 346, The Church's One Foundation. Please join us this morning.
We're going to do our responsive reading, so grab your hymnals and turn to page 436. I will do the worship leader, and you, along with Paul, will do the worshipers. It's responsive reading, page 436 in your hymnals. Let's begin. This is what the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, says. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you for your benefit, who leads you in the way you should go. He leads beside quiet waters. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Follow the whole instruction the Lord your God has commanded you, so you may live, prosper, and have a long life. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. Amen. As we continue to set the table for today's message, let us stand and sing 385. They'll know we are Christians. Blessed of this and all our days, we thank you, gracious God. Accept, we pray, not just this money, but also our lives freely offered 
and grateful and gratitude for all you have done for us. Use them both in this place and wherever you might take us. Amen.
Shall we pray? Eternal God, into your presence we bow once again with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts for the opportunity to come together in your house to praise your name and to listen so that we might hear a word from you. We give thanks for one another and for what each person brings to this place on this day. We pray, Father, that you will accept our worship. We're grateful, Father, that by the power of your love, we have been set apart and we have been redeemed. We pray, Father, that we might have a burning desire within our hearts to lead others to Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, this morning for those who are not with us because of illness, for those who are recuperating at home or in rehabilitation facilities or or in the hospital. We give them to you. And know, Father, that you can work and bring healing in the midst of illness. We're grateful, Father, for places that we can go to that can help us recover. We're grateful, Father, that we can depend on you, the great physician, to bring healing to our bodies. We give thanks this morning, Father, for our missionaries for their work, particularly in North America, as we emphasize through our giving and through our words, their work. There are many places, Father, in this country that have desperate needs to hear the gospel. Help us never to take for granted the opportunity we have had to hear, for there are others, Father, who have not heard. And so may we, Father, have a burden on our hearts as we reach out through our missionaries and through our own words and deeds. We're grateful, Father, for this country and for those who serve us in the military and in the police forces. We're thankful that we are safe because of their work. We pray for their safety. We pray for their families. We're grateful, Father, that as we open your word in a few minutes, that we can listen and we can hear as we walk with you. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Well, it's daylight savings time again. Shows up on you a little bit, I know. How many got a phone call last night about 7 o'clock? There you go, see? We're looking out for you. Make sure you uh, made it. If you're not on that list and you want to be on that list, call Gene. Uh, we're adding, you know, and if you've been left off, it's not on purpose. It's just the way you have to get them in the system. But uh, we want to give you every possible way to be aware that the time was changing. They keep moving it on us, don't they? But I think it's pretty settled now on this. Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. We finished with the third chapter of Revelation, so we'll go all the way to the beginning. And look at verses 21 through 24. I gave you your assignment last week on who... Um, was Methuselah's father, and you if you don't know by now, you'll know in just a second, okay? <clears throat> Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. According to medical authorities, walking is one of the most profitable forms of exercise. It stimulates the heart and lungs, strengthens the bones and muscles, increases the blood flow throughout the body, and reportedly contributes to the loss of excess weight. Did you know that the average pair of feet takes 7,000 to 8,000 steps a day? about two and one-half million steps a year. That means in a lifetime, you will walk approximately 115,000 miles. It's a lot of walking, isn't it? No wonder your feet hurt, right? Some of you measure your steps with sophisticated instruments you wear on your arm. And uh, that measures how many steps you take in a day. What does walking with God, though, really mean? Does it mean that I read my Bible every day? I do nice things for people. I know I'm supposed to pray. How do I really walk with God? The book of beginnings tells us that Enoch walked with God. In Hebrews 11.5 we are told that by faith he pleased God and did not see death. The spiritual walk of which the Bible speaks is a dynamic exercise of faith and the successful completion of this walk is dependent not upon one's natural or physical resources but upon the strength, leadership and controlling influence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. Who was Enoch? The Bible tells us that he was the son of Jared in Genesis chapter 5 verse 18, the father of Methuselah and the seventh in descent from Adam in the line of Seth. The Bible says he lived 365 years. The brief record of his life is written in the words, Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. The solemn refrain of this chapter is suddenly broken by the revelation that for one man, life was different. Up until this point, there had been violence and difficulty with human beings, but this person was pointed out as being different. 
Although his life began just as others had done, it unfolded quite differently because Enoch walked with God. This is a graphic way of picturing an intimate fellowship between God and Enoch. Does the passage intend to say that the walk began when Methuselah was born? It is possible for the birth of a first son often turns a person to more serious thoughts. Yet Enoch's walk with God could have been and probably was a lifetime affair. The words walked with God denoted about life, lived in close communion with God. The words and he was not are explained in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was found and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. We see in this passage of Scripture what we see in many places in the Scripture that the words, these words lived, begat, and died. The words live, begat, and died in Genesis reveal how brief and uniform are our lives. But something about Enoch was different. And he was, he was suddenly disappeared and could not be found on earth because the scripture says, and he was not. Without known death as we experience it, he was translated to be with God. Herein is the ideal fate that God must have had for Adam if he had not sinned. You remember when he was created Adam and Eve in the garden that he came down and walked with them and had fellowship with them? Walking was essential to their relationship until it was broken by sin. The passage is placed here to offset the pessimism of Genesis chapter 3. At last someone is permitted to enter the spiritual garden of Eden. Enoch walked with God. This became the ideal that guided future generations. In Psalm 73, 24, the true believer declares, Afterward you will receive me to glory. The verb translated receive is the same one rendered took in verse 24. God is no respecter of persons. If he took Enoch who walked with him, he will take any true believer who walks with him. To walk with God is keeping Him in the center of every area of life. We allow Him to direct our steps. In the wisdom of the Proverbs in chapter 3 verses 5 and 6, probably the most familiar verses in Proverbs says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Which speaks of walking. Solomon was the wisest man, but he understood that unless God is part of everything we do, we will end up going in the wrong direction. Someone has said we may lift our foot, but God should direct our paths. Enoch was a man who walked with God. Using the story of Enoch's life, let's look at some valuable points concerning our walk with God. First, the companion of walking with God. The companion for life's walk is a divine companion. Paul said, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. The agnostic and the skeptic ask, where is God? The Christian like Enoch is quietly walking with this divine companion. 
Walking is a favorite pastime of many. And lots of times when we walk, we want a companion walking with us, don't we? I see people walking all the time in my neighborhood and in other neighborhoods. And usually they're walking with someone. Very seldom do you see someone walking alone. We need companionship. God cared enough about us that he is willing to walk with us. He walked with Enoch in fellowship. The companion for life's walk is a close companion. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, A friend loves at all times, and God is a companion who is near at all times. He makes his abode in the Christian and walks with him or her always. The companion for life's walk is a faithful companion. We can trust him for he is faithful and just. He does not desert us before our foes. He wants to be with us and is preparing a place for us. He walks with us as a companion would. But what are the demands of walking with God? Walking with God demands entire surrender. The name Enoch means dedicated or yielded up to God, to be conformed to God's mind and will. Walking with God demands surrender to God's will. Paul indicated this surrender when he wrote, And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. We are to surrender ourselves to God in faith. If we can't do that, then we can't walk. With God. Walking with God demands unbroken fellowship. As Enoch walked with God, he had fellowship with God. The two were in perfect agreement. Amos said in Amos 3.3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Enoch had good company for the road of life. Walking with God makes the trip of life enjoyable. Walking with God demands continual progress. Our knowledge of God must continually be growing because the chariot wheels of life never stand still. Each day is a new journey for we have not passed this way before. We journey toward a new country, the upward way, the promised land. We must be making progress in our walk with God. I've been to the top of the peaks of Otter in Bedford County several times in my life. And finally, I got old enough and wise enough to ride the bus part of the way up. Because it's a long walk, a mile up. And by the time you get almost to the top, it's like you can't make it. I just can't go any further. I'm not going to be able to do this. I've had those feelings before, but I always manage to get to the top. You see, the climb may be difficult The journey may be exacting. The journey may cause us pain and sorrow and suffering. But the walk is a progress and progressiveness toward God. Walking with God demands progress. Walking with God demands complete separation. Walking with God prohibits indulgence in the sinful pleasures of the world. God is light and those who walk with Him do not walk in darkness. Paul said in Colossians 3.20 Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. The book of Leviticus says in Leviticus 27, Sanctify yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Walking with God sometimes demands suffering. 
Those who walk with God suffer the criticism and hatred of the world. They suffer as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We must agree with God and obey Him. God may at times require some things out of us we may not like. Do not think because it does not make sense that God is not in it. He will use the foolishness of this world to confound the mighty. God will take us where He wants us to go. And sometimes where He wants us to go may require a difficult journey. But he calls us. Jesus said, if you're going to walk with me, if I can paraphrase a little bit, you're going to have to take up your cross and follow me. Jesus walked to Golgotha, didn't he? He made that journey for us. And it required suffering. And so if we are going to walk with God, sometimes it will demand suffering. We won't always have our way. We won't always get exactly what we want. But we will get what God wants out of us. But what is the manner of walking with God? Walking with God means walking by faith. We receive Christ through faith. Paul said, for you are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. And for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We walk by faith in happiness, in sorrow, in turmoil, and death. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. When we disobey God, it implies we know better than God. Obedience should be a lifestyle for the believer. When we obey God, we are walking in the same direction with Him by faith. Sometimes it may require us to separate ourselves from some people in order to walk in step with God. But we must walk in faith. And many times what happens to us is we get ahead of God in our walk. We say to God, we'll go on a little further. We'll run ahead of you and you catch up. That's not how it works with God. What does it say about Enoch? It says that Enoch walked where? With God. There's a difference between walking in the same direction as someone, isn't it? And walking with them in that direction. It's a matter of faith. Walking with God means not walking in a hypocritical way. We do not walk with faces disfigured but transfigured, not conformed to the rights of humanity, but transformed by the power of God. We do not walk with a pious face but with a pious life. We do not walk with ears open to idle tales or gossip to the voice of God. We walk with God. And walking with God means walking in truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John the Apostle said, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, even as you walk in the truth. The truth is what mattered. Walking with God means walking in truth. Walking with God also means a spiritual walk. Paul said this, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. We can save ourselves a lot of headaches by not getting ahead of God. We must love God with our heart and forsake sin. We cannot have sin and holiness at the same time. In order to stay in step with God, we must keep Him in the center of everything we do. And obviously that's what Enoch did. 
He walked with God. But what are the privileges of walking with God? Walking with God assures us of the forgiveness of our sins. John the Apostle said, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The greatest of all feelings is the joy of walking with God on the highway of life and knowing that you are forgiven and cleansed. Walking with God assures us of strength day by day. The Lord has promised to be with us always. Paul said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me until His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He wrote those words to Timothy. As we walk with him, he does give us strength when it is needed. When we're walking in weakness, we're walking without God. Walking with God assures us of comfort for life's sorrows. Enoch did not die. But I'm sure he had sorrows along life's journey. Who doesn't? Many passages of God's word assure us of comfort for life's sorrows. God is with us and he speaks to us. And you know one of the most familiar, the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Walking. Walking is how they got places then. Walking makes a difference when we walk with the right person. Walking with God assures us of happiness for life's journey. Walking with God is happiness, true happiness. Paul knew about that joy even in prison and wrote to the Philippians urging them to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. We must learn to trust God. Some people say they are trusting God but are not living according to the word of God. They are just hoping, wishing, betting that things will turn around. When you really trust God, He will require something out of us that does not make sense. Which will require us to trust Him. Whether we understand what God says or not, we will walk with Him because He is committed to our best. How can a mere mortal, a mere human being walk with God? We read in 1 John 1, 7, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship. True fellowship with God and true fellowship with one another are made possible through and by Jesus Christ, God's Son. We walk with God through Christ. From the book of Revelation comes a pointed promise that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You have a few names which I have not defi- which have not defiled their garments, and they walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation chapter 3. Walking with the Lord and clothed in white garments. What a wonderful promise. We shall walk with Him in white. White garments in heaven signify purity, perfection, and holiness. It doesn't matter whether it is 
a white robe or a three-piece white suit or a totally new design from a heaven's wardrobe. The important thing is that we shall walk with God in everlasting perfection. Walking with God as Enoch did can transform our lives. The time change this morning made it dark when I went outside to walk the dogs. I did what I normally do, turned the old one loose and let her run in the yard, walk the other one up the street a little bit, came back, picked the newspaper up out of the driveway and did what I've done 1,000 times before, started up the steps and tripped and fell. I thought this could have been a whole lot worse. I skinned my knee. If you want to see, I'll show you. I hurt my wrist, got a little scrape on my wrist, and I bumped my head just slightly. So I was laying there, and the dogs were saying, how come he won't let us in? I could see him. So I got up, and I came in. The first thing I said to Janet was, well, I got my sermon illustration today. You know, when you walk, you take a chance that sometimes you might fall don't you? And sometimes when you fall, you get hurt. And sometimes you get hurt worse than other times, but you still get hurt. Well, see, when we walk with God, the same thing can happen. But God is there to pick us up and to continue walking with us. And then we know what trust is, and what love is. Now we walk by faith, but then our eyes shall be opened to the fullness of all His eternal wonders. Now we walk with limited understanding, but then life's most baffling mysteries will be resolved in the light of His eternal wisdom. Yes, the walk with God leads home. Let's be sure that we daily walk worthy of God who has called you unto His kingdom and glory. Begin today your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and He will go with you each step of the way. And we, like Enoch, one day will be taken by the hand of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and we'll walk with Him home. Only through faith. Only through trusting can we walk with God. Shall we pray? Oh Lord, we are grateful for your servant Enoch. For the power of his walk with you. For the hope that rests in knowing, Father, that as we put our faith and trust in you that we can walk in fellowship not only with you but with one another. Help us, Father, to fix our eyes on Jesus. Allow him to take our hand so that we, we might walk with him in this life and in the life to come. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, our 
invitation hymn is number 413. If you haven't begun your walk with the Lord, accept him as your savior. The invitation is open to anyone who would believe that Jesus Christ lived, died for your sins and rose again so that through him you could have life. If you've been contemplating uniting with this fellowship of believers, the invitation is open as we stand and sing hymn number 413. Thank you for being here this morning, a part of this service. Uh, Time Change Sunday sometimes has a tendency to keep some people away because somebody might still show up for church. You never know, do you, Uh, when the time jumps like that. But I'm grateful that we made it here today. It's always a joy to be together in the house 
uh, of the Lord. If you notice on the sign out front, the time may still be an hour behind. Somehow, that's uh, usually that is linked to the computer. So when the computer switches, it switches. For some reason, it didn't. But if we'll get it straight by tomorrow, okay? We'll probably just have to go in and manually tell it to do what it needs to do. But um, that's why it's still off, because normally it does. With And I know uh, Gary has told us before that the uh, – Gary, he gone? Oh, he's not here. Well, he's counting or something. Anyway, Gary told me one time that the nurses uh, get to the hospital by our clock. So I'd hate to hold up all of Memorial Regional because our clock was off, wouldn't you? So anyway, we're glad it's a community service. Let's say it that way. But um, anyway, just want to let you know we'll have that straight by tomorrow. Again, thank you for being here. Let's bow for a benediction. Gracious Lord, we're grateful that the power of your love transforms us. And that we indeed can walk with you. As we walk with you into the communities in which we live, Father, may others see us walking and recognize that there is something different about our walk because our walk is a walk of faith. As we leave today, Father, keep us faithful. Keep us ever mindful of what you have done and continue to do in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen.